Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean of the Philadelphia Inquirer, Philadelphia Daily News, Philly.com, here along with Zach Berman. And we're here on the Friday before the Eagles' third game of the season against the Indianapolis Colts at Lincoln Financial Field. Of course, the big news is that Carson Wentz will be making his first start. Zach, Has that been covered yet? <laughs> <laughs> He's finally back. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot's been written about it, but it is the big story. There's still more to be written. I mean, it's it's the uh, biggest story of the season. It's, it's well, what the whole offseason was about. Aside from the Eagles not trading for Josh Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Aside from that. Not a big story. Um, but they did bring back, bring back somebody. Yeah. Do we... Did we podcast last time before or after Jordan Matthews was uh, signed? We did it uh, before Jordan Matthews. Okay, well let's let's talk a little about Jordan Matthews and then we'll then we'll uh, dive deep into the X's and O's of the Eagles Colts games. But I was a little surprised that Jordan Matthews was the guy that they brought back because okay. I felt like they needed to get somebody who could stretch the field. Now that now what's going to happen is Nelson Aguilar is probably going to slide over and play even more outside snaps. Because Jordan Matthews can't do that. Jordan Matthews is, a, is almost strictly a slot receiver. How does this change the dynamic on offense? Well, it's going to be interesting because he's, he's going to play. I mean, they signed him because they need someone for this week and for the foreseeable future, not for you know November and December at this point. Uh, so Jordan Matthews is, is going to get in there. Nelson Aguilar has already been playing outside the season, as, as you've documented. Um, and Yeah, I'll give the number. So last year it was 86-14 split. Uh, ratio split in terms of inside versus outside. Now it was like 55-45. Yeah, and I think it's going to be even more pronounced yeah. this week. Now, I don't think Jordan Matthews is, is going to take 100% of the snaps, so I think you're going to see Nelson Aguilar in there some, but I think you're going to see yeah. mostly Nelson on the outside. I think the Eagles are going to use Dallas Goddard more. I think they're, they're really going to use Corey Clement in the passing game. But Jordan Matthews specifically, I expect him to play and be targeted. I don't think he's going to have a career game, but I wouldn't be surprised if he has four catches for 40 yards. Something like that, yeah. He's not going to be the primary target in a lot of these plays. It's going to be Ertz and, and Aguilar. Carson likes him, though. He does. And he trusts him. And if Aguilar's not getting open on the outside, which was an issue his first two years in the NFL – then, yeah, you're going to have to go more in the inside short stuff. But this is a different Nelson Aguilar than it was two years ago. Absolutely. So, I don't think it was just a slot last year. I think it was confidence and really the development of a player. Well, I mean, I said this, I think we, when we talked about um, Aguilar during training camp, I think I said that he still hadn't reached his ceiling. And I yeah. felt like this was a guy that could even break out even more just based upon his skill set. And maybe getting outside allows him to do that because there are more plays to be made um, outside in terms of stretching the field. And, you know, he has the speed, um, as we know. I mean, he's a 4-4 guy. He's not Mike Wallace, even Wallace at 32 or whatever, how 31. Yeah. But he's still pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with, with Nelson, I, I, I'd say we have conversations with, with, with players. And you can tell if they're just pumping up a guy or if they really think a guy's good. And I can tell you for a fact, and you can say this too, Players in that locker room thought Nelson was legitimately good even before the season he had last year. They just thought he had to get everything cut. It was confidence. Yeah. It was confidence. It was being the first-round pick in Philadelphia and not uh, being successful early on. It was it was Chip Kelly and the scheme. It was a bunch of things that were kind of keeping him from being the guy that he could be. Malcolm said – Malcolm Jenkins said he's – he he said as he when Alshon was on the team when they got here that he thought Nelson could be their most talented receiver just in terms of pure talent. Yeah, and we saw last year in training camp when you know Jordan Matthews was traded and Nelson moved in a slot. It was Malcolm that was challenging him. Yeah. But if you talk to Malcolm about it, he's like, "Yeah, I was doing that." He said, "But you know what? He was he was challenging me because I those guys are hard for me to cover, and there's times where I get matched up against them." 
And that's that, that to me is you're going to take a little bit away from – if you ask me, my opinion is you take a little bit away from Nelson by moving him outside because mm-hmm. you can get those matchups inside. You, we saw it last week. They got him on a safety, and he, and he turned that into a 50-yard catch. You yes. know, 40, 45 of those yards were after the, after the catch. And that's what he can do. I'm sure you can do that with a lot of receivers. Jordan Matthews can't do that. So let me ask you this. First play of the game for Carson, what's the play and who's the target? Yeah, well, we, were, we, were, we were talking about this beforehand. So, you know, I'm, I'm saying I don't even know if this is the first read, but Carson's going. You know, if they got, if they got Nelson running like a deep post, Carson's going. So Nelson's on the outside on that play. Nelson's on the outside okay. and boom, Jordan in the slot. I guess maybe they'll have Zach Ertz in line, um, Corey Clement in the backfield. I think we're going to see more of Dallas Goddard this week. Yeah, I think Doug we're finally going to see him involved. I think there's going to be passes thrown in his direction. They like him. Yeah, they, they need to play him. It's a second-round pick. It's not, he it's, looked good in the preseason. It's too early to be panicked. I understand he's learning the system and he has a defined role. But the Eagles are so undermanned at wide receiver and a running back that, uh, that they need to get offensive weapons on the field. He's an offensive weapon. And what's interesting is you can talk about the resiliency that the Eagles had last year, and that's accurate. But their injuries were kind of spread through different positions. So they could go to their top reserve in most of those spots. This year it's been the opposite. They've been hit at wide receiver and running back. And that's why they're tested. their depth is really being tested. And that's why they need a player like Dallas Goddard and a player like Corey Clement to really step up. And tight end. Don't forget that Richard Rodgers is missing exactly. too. And maybe you could have eased Goddard in a little more by having Rodgers out there who's been in the NFL a fair amount, have him in that second tight end role. I mean, I felt Dallas was going to be ahead of him. But – um, you know, if he was struggling early on, you could have had Richard Rodgers out. But let's look a little bit at the matchups that we're going to see in this game okay. on Sunday. Uh, I guess we'll stick on the offensive side of the ball since we're, since we're talking about that right now. Where, where do you think, and you've mentioned Corey Clement, yeah. <clears throat> I think I know where you're going to go with this. Where do you think the Eagles have some advantages? Yeah, so the, the running backs kept the ball out of the backfield. And when I say running backs, we're assuming Jay Ajayi is not playing. We're assuming Darren Sproles is not playing. We're recording this podcast before practice, but all indications we've been getting. They haven't practiced all week. So so I'm expecting Corey Clement to be the top running back. They have Wendell Smallwood and Josh Adams. If I I was coaching, I wouldn't have a committee this week. I'd have Corey take the majority of the the snaps. Uh, Indianapolis has been vulnerable to running backs catching the ball out of the backfield. Now, Chris Thompson is a really good receiver out of the backfield for Washington last week. But even still, you look at his numbers, you look, Adrian Peterson had some catches. The week before, Joe Mixon had some catches. I think they've allowed 22 catches to running backs in, in two weeks. Uh, I would try to get Corey Clement involved that way. He was the leading receiver in the Super Bowl. We've seen him time and time again make, make plays. I was reading last night uh, a great piece you did last year on the top 20 plays. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, the top 20 plays of, 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 of Carson Wentz uh, of 2017 because I got asked a question for early birds, what was your favorite Carson Wentz play? So I pulled that up. Great story, player's input. And besides the torn ACL, which still is, is amazing throwing that touchdown there, the pass to Corey Clement, the corner of the end zone against Washington. And it was an amazing play by Carson, give him credit. But that was a great catch by Corey too. And I think that really kind of Showed the development of him catching the ball and the catch in the Super Bowl. Yes, I mean exactly. the end zone. You know, was pretty was pretty amazing. Um, you know, this Colts defense is there's a lot of new faces yeah. on, the, on the front seven, but they're really young in the secondary. Um, you know, 
with the Eagles having issues at wide receivers, do you think there's some guys out back there that they can take advantage of? Yeah, so those those corners aren't very good. Safety, they're 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 fine. The hookers is a good player. Yeah, be a good player. Um, the player who's gotten a lot of attention on their defense is a linebacker, Darius Leonard, a rookie who's he who was a tackling machine last week was all over the field. Um, but you're absolutely right. Their secondary is where the Eagles can test them, and the Eagles are weak at at, at wide receiver. But you have a top of, a top of the class quarterback in Carson Wentz. I think. They're dropping back often and, and challenging that secondary. But that leads me to the, I mean, the main topic. We have to talk about Carson and how yeah. they're going to get him involved. You know, bring him back. And you know, I you know, I'm kind of joking about the deep post thing a little bit because um, I do think that Doug is going to try and draw plays to to get him a little. You know, get, you know, take the rust off, um, and give him opportunities to complete complete some passes, some short passes. Um, you know, Jason Peters. It sounds like he's going to play. He's been limited this week. But you have to consider the chance that he might not be able to finish the entire game. Then you got Big V in there. Doug doesn't seem too worried about about that. No. Um, By the time I start, you can't yet. Yeah, like you yeah. can't scheme thinking that. But what do you think? And what, what should what should be the expectation for Carson Wentz in this game? They should expect Carson Wentz of 2017 and progressing to be even better. I don't think there's going to be the rust that fans might be concerned of because he's practiced all summer. I mean, it's. Not like Alshon Jeffrey, who was on the sideline. Carson was doing everything a quarterback can do for most of the summer, besides the times when they kept him out of team drills. Um, so I don't think he's going to be a rusty. And I don't think the risk of re-injury is any more than it is any time he's on the field. He was medically cleared to play. That means he's good. Uh, so what I think is you're guarding Carson against himself, and you're going to see that two ways. First off, is he going to try to be too aggressive throwing the ball? Number one, and is he going to try to prove a point with his mobility? Yeah, and you know, I, I think maybe I would be more concerned about the mobility thing. Maybe okay. they're more concerned about him trying to squeeze yeah. the pass yeah. um, into certain you know tight tight windows. But this is what I think with terms of Carson and his mobility and him trying to be you know Superman. I think that he'll still be. The guy that we saw on most of the plays in terms of movement in the pocket, I don't think he's going to do the stupid stuff <clears throat> that we saw occasionally last year. I think he's going to know that he's got to dial it back in there. So instead of diving 10 yards down the field for an extra two yards or diving into the end zone um, or taking on a safety, yeah, I don't. Th- I think Carson's not going to be that guy. Let me ask you this because you know Carson. <clears throat> you kind of. I think you think the opposite. Yeah, you know Carson well. Okay, so I'm. I'm. I'm going to. No, I think he's still going. I think he's still going to run. He's yeah, still going to scramble. He's still going to extend plays. So Zach Ertz <clears throat> and and Doug Peterson have have both said the Eagles can't expect Carson to come out and be Superman. Um, Carson Wentz, I think, thinks he's Superman for lack of a better word, and I don't say that in a negative way. I just think. He's he's the QB wanted. He's he's the franchise quarterback, and he has an expectation for the way he plays and the way he carries himself. He is um, an extreme example of a type A guy. Exactly. So I think he's, and I could be wrong here. And, and again, I don't say this in a bad way, but I don't think he's the kind of player who's like, well, I need to scale it back. I think he's the player who's like, I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them I was ready two weeks ago. I'm going to show them I was better than I was before the injury. I'm going to show them that I should be the MVP. I think, but I think he can do that without doing the stupid stuff. Again, okay. like the stupid stuff was like I think it was like uh, you could probably count them on two hands. 
Yeah. So I, but he, how about, if he cuts out 10 plays from 14 games, he's fine. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think he's going to do that. He's going to do all the other stuff. But is he going to try to make up for lost time in terms of like making, you know, trying to make that throw to Nelson Aguilar when you could do the Sam Bradford five-yard dump-off? No, I think he's going to be that guy. Absolutely. Okay. And that's fine. That's what you want. You want yeah. him ripping it. That was the big difference between him and Sam when he entered the lineup. That's the difference between him and Foles. That was it. And, and, and not to get off subject, that was the difference last night between Baker Mayfield and and and, and, and uh, Tyra. No, and, and Tyra uh, Taylor. Tyra, yeah. When Taylor went out and, and Mayfield went in, and Mayfield has that personality that people talk about with Wentz, he was he was being aggressive. He was the aggressive one on the field. That's how Carson's going to play. Carson's going to be aggressive. Oh, absolutely. Again, like I said, you know, again, if he's got it on the first throw, he's going to throw it, and he's going to rip it, and that's what you want. I think he's going to be that guy, and that's what produced so many great plays for the Eagles last year. And and I'm not trying to knock Nick. Nick can be that guy. He has Nick is at his best when he's just kind of not thinking, he's rolling, and he's firing. You know what I'm saying? Like that's when Nick's his best. And we haven't really seen that these yeah. first two games, and I think Carson's going to come out there and do that. And the other thing that I'm going to focus on too is just I think Carson's going to be you know the general. He's going to be yep. the, the uh, guy out there checking you know checking out of plays, checking in out of plays, changing protections pre-snap. I mean, and that's really going to give the Eagles an additional uh, advantage I think against uh, defenses. So a, a, a Carson question for you, and I'm I'm going to look into this further next week, but it's it's good to talk about before the game. Year three is an interesting time for a quarterback. You usually get a sense of kind of who they are by the yeah. third year. And I think everyone would admit Carson took a bigger jump from year one to year two than, than anyone expected. <clears throat> is there another year for him? Like the way he played last year, is that is that the standard? Is that what we should expect? Or is there like an even better Carson Wentz? Yeah, absolutely. I th- and I think the better Carson Wentz is someone who will – you'll see, and you've seen this with Aaron Rodgers. You've seen this with Tom Brady. The completion percentage will go up. Okay. He'll be more of like a mid-60s type guy, I think. Frank Reich mentioned accuracy as an area. Yeah, he yeah. did. It's a summary. And yeah. Carson has always said it himself. Yeah. He says, you know, when he was asked, you know, what can you – I think in the spring he's a little more yeah. detailed. He's like, yeah, I don't want to be completing 60% of my yeah. passes. I want to be completing yeah. higher. Now, some of that has to do with the fact that he just throws the ball ball down the field a lot. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to do it. And you'll take Like it. we said, he's aggressive. He's yeah. not going to say a Bradford 70%. Right. Aside from James Winston, he uh, – his average pass length was the longest in the NFL. And his average pass length in terms of completions was the longest in the NFL too. So you're going to take a little bit of yeah. a lower percentage because of that. Um so, but I think you're just going to see more of a controlled quarterback. I really think that you're going to see a guy that's that's going to be um, smarter with the football. Um, we saw it last year, but and I think the biggest thing is just in terms of accuracy and knowing when to, um, you know, when to throw the ball away, when not to yeah. throw the ball away. And you're just going to see a better quarterback. Yeah, there's a higher ceiling, and this is an important year not only in terms of his development. And we hear this a lot. Year three for quarterbacks is is a big one, but this is the year before his third off season. And this, that's when the Eagles can extend them. Yep. So Carson's got to get through the year healthy. And if he continues to develop the way he's, he, we all think he's going to develop, he's going, he's going to get that big contract next offseason. It's going to be a big quarterback, franchise if, quarterback. If he wants to sign it. If he wants to sign it. Because I think the Eagles are going to try at like 12-01 the first day they're allowed to. They're going to try to sign Carson. And they're going to – because – those quarterback contracts are only going up, and I think the Eagles are going to try to lock them in long term right away. And I think I think they'll be able to get it done. I think okay. they, I think everybody it's within everyone's best interest that they get it done. And I think for Carson, you know, do you want to gamble on, on your fourth year? You know, I mean, is if he has a great year, that's what I'm saying. And I expect to have a great year. We'll, we're kind of yeah. hypothetical right now, but if let's say he has a great year, they go to the playoffs, whatever. 
it's going to be both sides are going to be like, okay, this is what we're doing. Let's just get it done. Let's just get it done. And then, you know, they, that way it really helps the team because they're going to have to, there's going to be a lot of decisions that can be made based off his contract and who they got to cut. And there'll be more guys they got to cut because all of a sudden you got to pay this, this salary, but it does set them up in terms of what the, you know, they want to win for a while here. Yeah. But the fascinating thing, and, and, and again, we're going off subject, so we'll go back to the game, but Fascinating thing is who signs first, Carson Wentz or Jared Goff, because they're both represented by the same agency, yeah. both drafted the same year, both are on Super Bowl contenders who who are building kind of long term, who feel they have their guy. Uh, but we unless do the they, entire podcast, yeah, on this. unless they get identical contracts, who's who's taking the money first? Because the next guy might want yeah. more. Well, Wentz is better than Goff, but we'll see. That might not matter in terms yeah. of negotiations. All right, real quick, let's just look at the um, Eagles defense versus the. Uh, the Colts' offense, of course, Andrew Luck yeah. is back. This is his third game. I'm a huge Andrew Luck guy, by the way. Uh, I, I I am too. I mean, I, Carson and Luck have a lot of similarities. Completely healthy. Who would you rather have? Right now, completely healthy. Oh, completely healthy. Ooh, that's tough. You know, I'm going to go with Carson. Okay, I'm going to go Luck, but I, 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 it's so close. Carson's younger, so that's that. That's an advantage. Luck's thrown a ton of ton of energy. Yeah. He's had some bad bad games. And and if even when they're healthy, if you're looking long term, did you say Luck? I, I said luck, but I'm more comfortable with a quarterback with a knee injury than a quarterback with a shoulder injury. Well, no, completely healthy, you're taking luck. Completely healthy? Yeah, yeah I'm taking You're taking luck, okay. But I think, I mean, that's not a slight on, on Carson. I think Carson's a, a fabulous, like an outstanding quarterback, one of the best in the league. I just, Headline, Zach Ertz. <laughs> Andrew Luck is better than Carson Luck. <laughs> Zach Berman, not Zach Ertz. I don't think uh, Zach, Zach Ertz is yeah, that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. A little slip of the tongue. If here. Zach Ertz said that, that'd be a headline. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, T.Y. Hilton hasn't practiced uh, uh-huh. Wednesday and Thursday, so he's questionable. He's their, obviously their, their top weapon um, in terms of receiving. Um, they got a rookie running back, right? Yeah, so, well, they have Jordan Wilkins. They also have Marlon Mack, a second-year oh, player. Oh, yeah, Marlon Mack. Yeah. Uh, Mack's been injured, too. Uh, and then they have a rookie, Naeem Hines, who's kind of like a Sproles-esque. You know, they use him a lot of different ways. He's a player to watch out, but that's a bad running game. I would actually, um, I I wrote this, but the Eagles really try to make teams one dimensional. The Eagles have the number one run defense. I I want the Colts to run against me as opposed to having Andrew Luck drop back. So yeah, but I think what, I think what we've seen just watching a little bit of the Colts is that you know this isn't like seven step drop vertical passing game with Luck. I mean Frank Reich, who's now yeah. obviously the head coach there. I mean it's been a lot of short, quick passes to get the ball out of his hand. Protect him not only in terms of his injury and getting easing him back in, but also because that's not a good offensive line. It still is not a good offensive line. Anthony Costanzo, uh, the tackle there, he hasn't been practicing. So if he can't go, I mean, they're not going to, you know, I think the Eagles can't play off. I think they got to have their, their, their cornerbacks play off because you got to take away those short, those short passes. How much do you think the Frank Reich factor matters here? And I'm not even talking about. I, I think what can be overblown is that he, he knows kind of the calls because the Eagles can adjust those. I think more knowing the personnel and knowing the way Schwartz, Schwartz wants to kind of coach a game. Uh, I think the Colts are really going to challenge the Eagles' corners. Well, when we spoke to Frank Wright on Wednesday, he said, you know, he walked over to the defensive side of the building and went in the meeting room and, and he said, I really didn't talk much in terms of with the offense and schemes and plays. He's like, they can see that on film themselves. I talk a little more about personnel yeah. and philosophy. So that you know, I agree with you there. You know that that's that's what he meant. I mean, he's talking about okay, I can tell you what this guy, you know, what he does, what he does well, what he does, what he does, what he doesn't do well. He also tell them a little bit. About, okay, I think Doug's going to do this yeah. type of thing. On you know, 
um, maybe in the first drive, maybe in certain situations, you know, expect this. Yeah, and, and and but on the other side of the ball, I think he he knows kind of where the weaknesses are on the Eagles. He knows how good that pass rush is. He knows the way they like to use that pass rush. So I think I think what you said was absolutely right. I, I think it's quick drops, quick throws, um, really trying to take advantage of the Eagles cornerbacks playing off and, and trying to force them. To Schwartz play. has got to do more, though. I mean, he can't just expect his – you know, his pass rush, and I think they'll, they'll get home this game, but he just can't expect, he can't rely on that all the time. Now, I don't think he's got a blitz a heck of a lot. He told a really funny anecdote about it. every time he walks yeah. on the field, Lincoln Financial Field or, or anywhere, yeah. you hear Seagulls fans saying, blitz more, blitz more. Um, but, uh, you know, he's got to dial things up differently. And Andrew Luck, we all, as we know, is is talented. And like Carson, he can he, he can extend plays. Yep. So you got to be careful of that. The big thing to watch uh, is third downs. Colts are the best third down team in the NFL by a wide margin, by 8%. I think they're at like 60 61%. And, and uh, the Eagles have had a very good third down defense under Jim Schwartz. But that's going to be the key. Can the Eagles get the Colts in the third and log situations? Can that pass rush get the luck? And can they force the Colts off the field? Yep, absolutely. Big news from here, though, was that uh, Frank Reich – <laughs> sent over boxes of pastries from T- Termini Brothers, cannolis, chocolate chip cookies, other little uh, cookies and treats, uh, thanking us for the, our coverage of him. And um, Always a nice guy. You knew him pretty well. Great always, guy. Always a nice guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, let's, you know, take my reporter's cap off. Yeah. One of the probably the best guys I've ever had to deal with. And it's something actually, actually universally in the building, very respected. Um, Absolutely. I mean, even Jim Schwartz came out and said, like, Forget about him as a coach. He's a yeah. gem of a human being. So basically, Jim Schwartz is saying, like, I hate a lot of people. <laughs> Typically, I'm I'm preconditioned yes. to hate people. Yes. Even this guy, I couldn't hate. <laughs> I mean, just but but really, just a a classy guy whenever you see him. Absolutely. So, uh, best of luck to him and the Colts, and uh, certainly um, to you, Eagles fans listening here to this podcast. All right, that's it for the Bird's Eye View podcast. That's Zach Berman. I'm Jeff McLean, and we'll talk to you after the game on Sunday.